And now, The Federal Drive with Tom Temin. Hello and thanks for joining us on this Friday, May 28th, 2021, seven minutes past the hour. I'm Tom Temin. Our producers are Eric White and Peter Masurlian, our digital editors Amelia Brust and David Thornton. Coming up in this hour of The Federal Drive, it's official. Agencies must have zero trust in their networks. Well, now what? Plus, the Army seeks a way for soldiers to team up, bond with robots. Those stories and much more ahead during this hour of The Federal Drive. But first, transferring the government-wide security clearance business to the Pentagon is one of those good news stories. The Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency has that inventory under control, and it's conducting background investigations more quickly than it was three years ago. Plans are in the works now to modernize an outdated security clearance system altogether. But industry wants the White House to put the pedal to the metal. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The security clearance backlog from a few years ago is more or less eliminated, and the transfer of the government-wide security clearance business from the Office of Personnel Management to the Pentagon went well. But still, industry says it struggles to fill positions and staff government contracts because of lingering problems with an outdated security clearance process. Congressman Jerry Connolly is the chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Government Operations Subcommittee. I know that we're going to hear a lot of problems this morning, but that's the nature of the beast. But I, I think that should not overshadow how much progress, in fact, we've made. The transition from OPM to your agency, which a lot of people were skeptical about, has worked remarkably smoothly, all things considered, especially, as you say, during a pandemic. Progress, dramatic progress in the backlog and in the processing and uh, the progress on reciprocity, which is really heartening to hear. Industry, too, says it sees progress. But government reform efforts are often slow to materialize, and industry says it's time to get moving on certain security clearance modernization efforts. Contractors say the federal and industry talent pipeline depends on it. For example, Booz Allen Hamilton seeks new or updated security clearances for 1,600 employees a year, but has 500 waiting for an approval at any given time. It also seeks reciprocity decisions for 4,400 security clearances each year. At Northrop Grumman, 69,000 employees have security clearances. 4,300 people are waiting for an approval. Solutions are in the works, but they have been for a while. The government is steadily rolling out some big changes to the suitability, credentialing, and security clearance process. The initiative is called Trusted Workforce 2.0. Brian Mazinek is the Director of Defense Capabilities and Management for the Government Accountability Office. The government has faced protracted delays implementing reforms in the past. I'd be interested in what perspectives industry has about the government's ability to implement Trusted Workforce 2.0 in a timely way and how might the government accelerate implementation. Second, what are industry's perspectives on how this ongoing transformation will address challenges with reciprocity that Chairman Connolly mentioned? We're at an important moment in the effort to improve the government's personnel vetting process. Addressing the challenges Diego has identified and completing the ongoing transformation is critical to both the federal government and industry partners. The long-term plan is to more easily allow trusted employees and contractors to move around the government, whether it's to and from different agencies, between government and industry, or to and from different government projects, all with more speed than what's currently happening today. Heather Green is the vetting director at the Defense Counterintelligence and Security Agency. 
specifically, we're looking at rapid vetting is going to be the, the concept moving forward, which is going to be very important because it's looking at how do we rapidly make a decision, right, but a very informed decision based on critical data sources, issue that, that interim determination, right, that initial determination that comes in, but they continue to evaluate that information, that determination as additional data comes in to inform that final adjudication. So we recognize that We have to continue to evolve. We have to continue to reform. Industry likes all of those ideas, but reciprocity, that's the concept of transferring trust from one person cleared to work for a certain agency or project to another, is still a sticking point, even though DOD itself has made actual progress. Bill Lietzow is the executive director of DCSA. Coming from industry myself, I saw those problems with reciprocity. You could come up with hundreds of anecdotes of what a ridiculous situation how long it takes somebody to get on the job. I looked into it when I got here, and it turns out that Marianna and her group in adjudications were already working the issue. At that time, it was about 65 to 90 days to get a reciprocity decision just within this agency. And last month, she had it down to six days, and this month we're averaging three days for reciprocity decisions within DOD. Now, that doesn't cover the entire U.S. government, but that is... A majority of them. But other agency policies on reciprocity are ambiguous and often open to interpretation. Jenny Brackens is the personnel security director at SAIC. We are forced to choose the candidates with the least amount of time it takes to put somebody in a seat. And that affects the already very small clearance pool that we're working with in industry. First of all, our customers are unwilling to wait for for processing. They want to get butts in seats so that we can meet the mission. We often rely on reciprocity versus processing a new clearance because of that. And the clearance pool itself is aging. So eventually, we are not going to be able to uh, fill the seats. We already have more positions than what we can fill right now within, within our company due to that lack of personnel who who have the required clearances, who can transfer easily, quickly, and efficiently. So we really need to get on that single standard. That single system that Brackens mentioned, it's in the works. DCSA is developing the National Background Investigation Service, known as ENBIS. It recently re-baselined the project and set new requirements to better conform with security clearance modernization initiatives. DOD says that single end-to-end security clearance management system should resolve a lot of those lingering reciprocity concerns. Mariana Martineau is the assistant director for adjudications at DCSA. I believe over the long term, what we are going to see with EMBIS as we begin to roll the EMBIS system out and we onboard federal agencies across the whole of government is that that timeline is going to continue to shrink because we won't be moving a security clearance from one system to another system for accessibility. That security clearance will already be in the system. So if the Department of Justice or Treasury grants a security clearance, the data is in the system, the information and the background investigation is in the system. So that when that person needs to move to a DOD clearance, as an example, the information is already there. But agencies will have to opt in to NBIS, and using it isn't a requirement. Martineau believes agencies will actually sign up to use the platform. And when they do, processing security clearances and granting reciprocity decisions will get easier. Leedsell says DCSA recently met its last four milestones for the NBIS project. The department hopes the new service will bring continuous vetting and evaluation capabilities as envisioned under Trusted Workforce 2.0 by 2023. But GAO has its concerns. Here's Masnick. 
DCSA is using an integrated master schedule to plan its work on NVIST. And we assessed uh, in a June 2020 version of the program schedule. This is right after the program was rebaselined and found that it was not reliable. We think that this may affect the ability of DCSA to deliver NBIS on schedule as needed. Nicole Grisco, Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Still to come, the Army seeks a way for soldiers to team up with robots. This is The Federal Drive with Tom Temin here on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.